Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Did you, uh, did you wet yourself out there? I no, that. yeah, I dropped my freaking thing and spilled, and I had to go get paper towels and clean up. Oh, uh, you're wet, Josh. God. So embarrassing. Never want to drop something. It's so embarrassing. Josh is wetting himself again. Rats. Happens. Not great. Welcome back. Uh, it's nice to invite a new friend to the Grum. Mm. Well, they're not a friend until they actually complete the first interview. Ooh, then so. they become a friend of the Grum. So Jacob Bigelow of Huskers Illustrated, you have pressure on. If you want to be a friend of the Grum, you must successfully complete this segment. Are you ready to accept that challenge? I am. I'm. I'm full. Uh, Mission Impossible. Your mission, if you choose to accept it. Nice. Uh, uh, this interview, and I. I accept the challenge. Fantastic. Perfect. Well, last night, uh, what was the, what element, of the comeback? Obviously, the comeback itself is the most surprising. But what element, of the comeback was the most surprising to you? Um, the, the, de- uh, the defensive intensity, um, I mean, it, just maybe the intensity in general, cause for the first, you know, the first half of that game, you know, Josh just made a mess of himself and it looked like Nebraska was about to make a mess of themselves <laughs> again in the first half of that game. It kind of, it reminded me, it reminded me of, of the Creighton game, you know, just the way the, the shot selection shots, not falling the, you know, the, visiting team carving them apart on offense, but I mean, whatever, whatever Fred Hoiberg said at halftime and he admitted that he, you know, ripped into him, you know, it, it flipped a switch and, you know, they, they turned it up and on both ends of the floor and it fueled a, one of the more wild, uh, you know, comebacks I've ever seen. Jacob, did, did you think that this team had this mental fortitude like coming into the season and, and heck, did you even think that they had this kind of mental fortitude going into last night? I don't know about coming into this season, but I thought they had it, you know, going into last night. I mean, they've shown it. I mean, it's, you know, they they follow their lows with, with highs. You know, we've, we've seen it. You know, the aside from, you know, when they came off that Creighton game and went to Minnesota, but, I mean, they, they followed up. They followed, you know, the Michigan State win was after, was after a tough loss. The Purdue win was after a tough loss. And, you know, just, you know, I was trying to tell people yesterday, well, if it's a pattern, they're going <laughs> to at least give Wisconsin a game tonight. But, you know, this team, you know, they've, they've shown me some things that I thought they would coming into the year. But, you know, their their resiliency and, you know, and the fortitude to fight back from that, I mean, they, they have it. And they've shown it. And they've shown it a couple times this year. Talking with Jacob Bigelow of Huskers Illustrated, Wisconsin last night goes – 0.5 assist to turnover ratio. They had only eight assists to 16 turnovers. And of course, a lot of those turnovers happened in the second half. What was it about Nebraska's defense? And I know there were times where it just looked like Wisconsin was just chucking the ball wildly, but how much of that was a credit to what Nebraska did defensively? Um, I mean, it's a, it's a mix. There were a, there were a lot of lazy passes. I will say that the Wisconsin did throw some of uh, you know some pretty lazy passes, but then you also have like, you know, Josiah Alex 
diving out of bounds to you know throw the ball back inbounds. You know, Sam Hoiberg. Sam Hoiberg continues to make winning plays. You know, whenever he's on the court, you know he's not gonna he he he's he's been a plus for Nebraska. And he had a couple steals. You know, turn. You know, and you know his stat line's not gonna jump off the page, but he just made winning plays. And you know, if they've, they've got guys who can embrace that role of my job's to bring bring the juice and you know make you know make make uh, the little plays big. Yeah, that's that's a, a key to success. But I think it's it was a combination of guys like Alec and Sam who were who were energy guys, you know, doing their thing and but also at Wisconsin it looked like they were coming apart. You know, there was some some lazy, you know passes that either got thrown over a guy, thrown under a guy, or just straight up thrown out of bounds. But it was a little bit of both. Jacob, um, I know that there's been some conversation lately about Casey and his performances. Another game in the single digits, uh, only one field goal made on seven attempts. He only played 18 minutes, and of course, last year, you know, we remember him for you know kind of turning the the season around, I guess, in some ways. What, what does Nebraska need from him moving forward? And and I guess, do you think that that either a they can get by with what happened last night continually, and and is this just going to be what it's like for him in in playing in in these games moving forward? It might. It's unfor- I mean, they need something from him, and obviously, you know, just the energy he brings is is contagious. But when he's making shots on offense too, he's that's you know what that's why he's on the court. And unfortunately, we've seen these last couple games where you know his uh, you know his I'm trying to be as kind as I can. His defensive prowess or lack thereof has led to him, you know, finding a seat on the bench in Ohio, you know, in that Ohio State game, their guards were going right at him. It's no coincidence that when he came back in in the second half, Max Klesmet got loose and right away and was lost and hit two threes. So, you know, you got to you got to you got to try to find the balance of the bad and the good with him, you know, until, you know, you, you see some consistency because the way Nebraska defends, you you can't hide somebody. There's not going to be able to to hide it to hide somebody like him on defense, but you know, it's kind of, you know, it's ever since he got to Lincoln, it's been the KSA roller coaster. And unfortunately it appears we're, we're back on it in some way. Jacob Bigelow, HuskersIllustrated.com. So do those minutes just naturally fall to CJ Wilcher? It's been a combination of CJ and, and Sam that have kind of eaten into those minutes. Um, I, I, I think right now that's, that's who's who they're going to go to. And, you know, CJ Wilcher, you know, he's, He's on a heater that's you know, similar to what we saw from Casey this time last year. You know, he's making a strong case for maybe some recognition, you know, postseason, and you know, he's still in the fifty forty ninety club, which is wildly impressive. And then I already talked about the plays Sam makes, so it's kind of a combination of the two of them eating into those minutes right now. Hey, Jacob, when you think back to uh, before these most recent two games, were you someone that thought they had to go? two and two in this four game stretch three of them on the road the one at home obviously last night being at home and and if if so like is that is that still doable is that still feasible in these last two games before things get a bit easier i thought two and two yeah that was what my thought was my thought would have been um you know last night and then either maryland or northwestern um you know illinois is going to be a tough one for that's a tough that's a they're playing really well right now and i'm not expecting you know i but hey, Nebraska basketball. Sometimes you got to expect the unexpected. But I'm more looking toward, you know, Northwest that Northwestern game in Evanston on uh, Wednesday night for you know the chance to get the second win in this four game stretch, and then gets a lot more um, favorable, you know, down the home stretch.
Jacob Bigelow, HuskersIllustrated.com. Not that the Purdue memory was totally erased by the Iowa game, but it did feel like a lot of momentum was lost with the Iowa game following the Purdue game a month ago. What does Nebraska is is there? What does Nebraska need to do on Sunday to keep that from happening again? Can they go to Champaign, lose respectably, and people not lose their minds? I I would hope so. I, I think it's you know it's going to come down a lot to the way it looks because I think that's I think more I think almost as much as the zero in the win column for road games in the Big Ten a lot of a lot of it is how it's looked whether it be the 17 point lead squandered at Minnesota or getting ran out of the gym by Iowa or you know the the Rutgers game being about as predictable as you could think when you think Nebraska and Rutgers it's it's been a lot about the way it's looked and I think if they can you know go to Champaign and you know you know be in it at the you know be you know the game is still respectable you know at the second half you know under 12 you know I you know may, I I would I would consider that you know I don't I would hope people wouldn't overreact Illinois is really good they're really athletic and that's going to be that would be my biggest worry is just the athleticism mismatch and the talent mismatch you know looking ahead to Nebraska and, and Illinois on Sunday Jacob you've been um you've been in the building for some big time games over the years where, where did that atmosphere last night rank that was up there, man. That was up there. You know, I've been at all all sorts of levels, from the nosebleeds to sitting behind the bench for a couple of years, and you know, it, it, to being up with the media last night. That was up there. Um, I, you know, it was loud, definitely it's the loudest. You know, Fred called it the best since he's been there, and I think that's no question. You know, but I, it's definitely up in the top five. I, I'm, I think one of my my thought exercises for the week is going to be thinking back and maybe. Maybe having a ranking of you know, my my top five you know PBA games. Yeah, and along those lines, I was wondering you, the, the, you're recording a new pod tonight, right? What, when's the uh, the next one coming out about this game? Um, it'll hopefully be out tomorrow or you know before Illinois. That's the goal. Gonna you know wrap the wrap the workday up and knock a new pod out. So looking forward to talking about it, and I'm sure you know people can people will you know look forward to you know reliving reliving it and maybe maybe a thought or two from me so the stretch big looking forward to it jacob bigelow huskers illustrated jacob thanks again and you have successfully completed your mission thanks friend of the program no thanks guys appreciate the time you're welcome Thank you, jacob uh it, it's gonna come up it has come up i'll answer it again and What's i that? will repeat the answer luke tweets if the huskers do make the tournament but it's <laughs> one of the play-in games and they win would fans count that as the program's first tournament win or would most fans want the first win to come in the round of 64? The tournament is the tournament. If you are in the first four or not in the first four, if you win a game in Dayton, it is a win in the tournament. But, John, what if it's in the first four? It's a win in the tournament. It counts as a tournament win. It's no Even different. It's, the first four? it's no different than Creighton counting a Sweet 16 in a year where the field was only 25 teams and they only needed to win one game to get into the Sweet 16. That is a Sweet 16. A win in the tournament is a win in the tournament. What if the first four, though? Oh, man, great it's question. A win in the tournament. So what happens on a Tuesday or Wednesday, still for a win? Yes. Okay. In the first four? Yes. Okay, good to know. I think you broke it down fairly well there. Yep. 
And oh, do wow. Not, do Amazing not... Daniel. Technically sure. As a fan, no. Daniel says you're wrong, John. Okay. You're well, wrong. Then, then, you, I'm th- wrong, then, John. Mm. Whatever. I guess the Chiefs shouldn't be in the Super Bowl. Why is that? Well, I mean, they won a wild card game. But then they was... won two more games. But they, but they won the wild card game. That doesn't count as a Chris win. Chris Montana, first four. Doesn't count on the bracket, though. Oh, it's not on the bracket. Yes, it is. Well, kind of, but you pick, like, Nebraska, Tennessee, you know. You're picking... Oh, so this is for all the degenerates in the office that oh, have no idea just... what they're betting on, and then oh. they just put $5 in the kitty. Not a win. Win to get to the tournament. You're playing the same seat, says Sean. Kitty? Well, then I say that we go. Yeah. I say we go back to the 1970s rules, and you don't get a win in the tournament until you get to the Sweet 16. Those are a hundred years ago, also, John. We don't want to do that anymore. No, you're shaving. In the 70s? No, you are. Oh, because no. of predictions. Oh, you. We're good. We'll find out. Right good, we'll, good comeback. We'll find out in two weeks. Yeah, we will, baby. We'll find out in two weeks. Uh, Bigley writes, they will be a seven seed. Whoa! That sounds like it's egg worthy. Ah, they get, will not. Uh, they will not be that high. Get the eggs. They will not be that high. What's the high, What's the high point? They get like a 10? 10 or eleven? Oh, oh, a high point? No, they could. I mean, if, I'm talking about realistic. Like realistic. Oh, realistic. Yeah. What do you think? I'd say nine. Think they get to a nine line? Wow. Realistic, nine. meaning you know they lose to the teams they lose to, and they win the team. They beat the games. I think nine is real. Trevor Lincoln writes, why is it called a play-in if you're already in the tournament? They actually don't call it a play-in anymore. A, it's called the first four. Yeah, they changed it. And, and it's funny because the tweet that we had just got from uh, Luke, he mentioned that you know it's this round of 64 is called the second round. They changed that vernacular too. It's yeah. the first round again. This is the first four. Yeah, that was only a couple years, and it was really dumb and very confusing. Oh, and I'm glad gosh. they got rid of it. No, Me no, no. too. That was so annoying. I feel the same. Now, if you want to argue semantics, Nick. if Nebraska were to win a first four game but then lose in the first round, if you want to argue semantics and say, well, but you've never won a first round game, then yes, technically you would be correct. Oh, that's that's a solid, that's middle ground. Middle ground, John. It's not wow. middle ground. I'm just saying it's technically correct. It's reaching across there's the no, aisle. There's no reaching if there's across John's any aisle. John's a Democrat. Aisle. The fans, John's First in blue, of all, no, the fans I'm not are an in idiot, red, Josh. you're wearing blue. John's in blue, I'm, the Husker fans are in red, that is, that is some reaching across the aisle. John, I appreciate this. John's favorite ground is the middle. He loves the middle. Safer there. Well, you're depends not at, on where, you're, not on a you're highway. Not, you're not acting very, you Remember not, that guy not, who was walking in the middle of the road a couple weeks ago? I think the guy was safe, he looked like an idiot. He made it, didn't he? Get to the left side, guy. Or the right, if you're in England. Or the right... Well done, Nick. Coming up, we've got Kent's Movie Club. Nice. Well, eh. I see. I had a feeling you two weren't going to like this. It's why? Not for the reasons you think. Well, yeah. we'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out. That's why we have the conversation uh-huh. in the movie club. Also, a, a preview of tonight's game. CHI Health Center. Let's do it. Let's preview it. At 8 p.m., the tip-off. The p- tip-off is You're at on the call, John. I'm you and Taylor. Call. At 8 p.m. I am not on the call for the Super Bowl. No. But we do wish you a happy Super Bowl week. To all who celebrate. Next week. But the Super Bowl, it's all about all the fun that you can have. Whether it's having parties or just enjoying the all the weird, goofy commercials, the snacks. Or placing some super bets like the ones you can do on the FanDuel Sportsbook. And FanDuel's got so many ways for you to end this year with a dub. Because there's a ton of prop bets. 
The Super Bowl literally gave us the prop bets. Well, FanDuel provides those prop bets on many games, especially the Super Bowl. And new customers join today. Get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just go to FanDuel.com slash 1620 and sign up. FanDuel.com slash 1620. It is so awesome, John, because the closer that we get to the game, which is now nine days away, there will be more props. There are specials like this one. Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy to combine for 50-plus rushing yards at plus 160. That seems like a nice winner there. Last game, this is the last game of the season. Both of these guys are going to run when they have to. And, of course, in the NFL, sacks do not count against the rushing total. New customers, join today. You get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. All you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash 1620. 21-plus in President Iowa. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.